filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Oh, ladies and gents, Easter Sunday, we are back on the filibuster freestyle. It is your buddy Gavin with my buddy, Cindy Harrington. How are you, Cindy? Good, how are you? I'm great, because it's not only is it Easter... And I hope everybody had a nice, fun day, likely virtually with your extended families. Yes. However, it's also day five of our 30 day, 30 day song challenge. <laughs> off to a running podcast. start. It has been a heck of a day. What threw me off is I actually spelled the word challenge wrong in the, uh, the listing here. So I'm going to have to edit that before we post it. Because ah, yeah. I left off the last E for savings in challenge. Mm-hmm. Anywho, what's today's theme, you ask? It is a song to be played loud, correct? Yes. Yeah. A song to be played out loud. So my original plan was to bring on one of our, our pundits, Marco Saldana, Marky Sal, to tell a story about our buddy Bernard and uh, his penchant for singing U2 songs at the top of his lungs back around 2000, 2001. However... Marky has a toddler. The toddler is doing her thing. You say the word toddler so weird. Oh, it's toddler, not toddler. Yeah. Well, it's been it's, it's Easter, and that's all I'm saying. I've noticed that before, and I've never corrected you until Well, thanks now. for doing it on the air on <laughs> Easter Sunday. You're welcome. On day five of the 30-Day Song Challenge podcast. <laughs> anyway, Marky can't make it, so we're probably going to dial up Andrew Patterson in a bit. Nice. See if he answers, but... Spoiler alert is we don't know the answer or the result to how we were judged today by our judge of our 30-day contest. Correct. Allison Bell Chirondolo is either not working on Easter as a judge or hasn't checked her gram yet, or it's such a close call, she can't decide. She might need to be taking some extra time. So we don't know the answer. Yeah. So it's still two to two, but our third, or sorry, our fifth vote is in. And so by the by the time we podcast tomorrow. On day six, we hopefully will know the results of day five. Yeah. But I wanted to talk a little bit about songs that I had in the hopper for today. One that I thought was interesting, Safe and Sound, Capital Cities. Oh. That's a nice one. I had considered that for a summer song. Also a really good suggestion. Yeah, I had thought about that one. Safe and Sound, I would say, has a shot. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a great jam. I'm not going to pick it today. I didn't pick it today, but it's a great jam. Can I give a little background story on how I Why not? picked that when we were down the Cape in summer 2013? I actually met their producer. Okay. Randomly at like the Squire, maybe. And I was putting that song on, and he said, oh, I produced those guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. What timing? I know. Unless it was a pickup line. Well, either way. Yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a good song. Whoever produced it, it's a great song. Uh, I also thought of that song, My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. Mm-hmm. Great out loud song. Uh, Hot in Here by Nelly, or really any Nelly song in the year 2000. Sure. Like, sure. again, more of a timepiece than, like, forever. Living on a Prayer. Oh, yeah. Great play it out loud jam. Any, like, anthem rock could really. Well, that's right. Yeah. And so I got Josie, a.k.a. Your Love. Oh, I thought of that one, too. By the outfield. Yep. Pour Some Sugar on Me. Sure. Def yep. Leppard. Uh, Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Despacito. Sure. Why not? Right. Uh, Just a Friend, Biz Marquis. Oh, that's People a great like to sing one. that one out loud, and it's a good party song, yeah. Oh, you should have picked that one. It would have been a fun one. I might have won. I, I Maybe I did win. I don't know the answer yet. But my top three 
were Mr. Brightside by The Killers, mm-hmm. but I do want to give an honorable mention to two more of their songs from the Samstown record, When You Were Young yeah, and Read My Mind. Both good ones. Both jams. Um, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance to Somebody, which I predict will make itself known during Somewhere this 30-day challenge yeah, yeah. with 60 selections between you and I together. Yeah. She will show up. That will pop up. That will show up. But I went with ACDC's Thunderstruck, which was a hell of a move by me. We'll get into that in a minute. But what did you go with and what do you got for us? So I had several ideas, as you did, Gavin. And um, what a couple ideas I was thinking of, Take On Me mm-hmm. by AHA. Aha. Uh-huh. When they start getting into that upper register of the song, that's yes. when you just like feel like you want to... Turn up the volume. Everybody goes for it. Yeah, that has to be loud because it no has one has to be. I say ninety-nine. No one's gonna hit that note. Ninety-nine percent of us can't hit it ever. Exactly. And the other one percent can only hit it sometimes. That's right. It's That's such right. a great note. That's right. Um, the other one I was thinking of is Lady Gaga, "Born This Way." I don't even know if I can pick that one out of a crowd right really? now. Really? But I believe. Oh, I kind of know it. It's it's a good. good I'm, song. I don't disagree with you. I'm yeah. just not in the right headspace. Yeah. Uh, it kind of like builds up, and then it makes you want to like. Turn the volume up for the chorus, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But what, and I also had some similar songs to you. I thought of Josie. Mm-hmm. I thought of Thunderstruck. I thought of I Want to Dance with Somebody. But what I ultimately went with was uh, Son of a Bitch mm-hmm. or SOB. Language, please. Excuse, <laughs> excuse me, listeners. It is Easter. Uh, <laughs> Goodness sakes. Whoopsie. By Nathaniel Raycliffe in The Night Sweats. A great song. It is a song that you want to turn it up when he gets to that chorus. Yeah, you really do. It's great. And that's a great one. I've seen it live, too. There's also literally a song called Turn Up the Radio, also, I believe, by... That song's either... Maybe Crack Research, you can come back on this. It sounds like it's Def Leppard, but I actually think it's by a band called like Autograph, who basically bit Def Leppard's style Oh, that sounds familiar, Super hard. Yeah. So there's a song called Turn Up the Radio, and I think we all want it to be Def Leppard because it sounds just like a Pyromania-era Def Leppard song, but I'm pretty sure it's by, again, a band called Autograph. Mm. Anyway, but Turn Up the Radio literally is a song that makes you want to turn up the radio. So, Thunderstruck, why did that cut so deep for you, Cindy Harrington? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because that's like you and your friends from college's song. By the way... Turn Up the Radio is a song by a band called Autograph. Nailed it. Fact checked. Research team. Filibusterfreestyle.com. So how upset were you when you learned that I took like you and your friend's theme song today? I think you're pandering to the judge a tad. But it's also a great song. It's also a great song. But you know there's some history there. Yeah. And you know that's, uh, you know, it's... It's a longtime tradition that's ingrained in those of us that are in my friend group from BC05. Right. And so at weddings, so you guys play Thunderstruck. You did me dirty. I did you dirty. <laughs> Riding dirty. Oh, boy. Which is another good song to turn up. Yeah. But anyway, I'm. it's like pins and needles. We have no idea who's going to win this one. I think she's having a hard time deciding. Because what, here's the thing. You picked a great one, right? Yeah, I, th- I feel good about my choice. And I wouldn't change it. It's a great pick. But I literally picked one that she has to kind of vote for. But at the same time, she probably is feeling the same way that you felt, which is like, I can't believe Gav would do that. Yeah. To like pander and do this. So, so it may backfire. If I you. catch an L, I catch an L, but I shot my shot. Yeah. 
So day six before we get to Andrew Patterson, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, a song that makes you want to dance. Yeah. Have you given it any thoughts? I've known my choice from the beginning. Does it happen to be Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody? It's not. Wow. Because maybe I'll fire that one off tomorrow. That, Super literal. That going head to head with the one I'm going to choose would be an extremely tough call. Fantastic. For our judge. I have a couple other ideas. By the way, wow. Roscoe P., mm. his performance yesterday on day four. A lot of self-confidence. A lot of confidence, a lot of bravado, you said. And I applaud it. And it was great. It was really good to call somebody up and just have that kind of heat to close the pod. Yeah. He did send his pick for day five. Oh, yes. So he went with Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood, which I brought up, I think, yesterday mm-hmm. as a potentially good song for this. So as you guys will remember, Roscoe's going with the first thing that comes to mind when he learns what the premise is. Yeah. I would posit that he... Had Dr. Feelgood on his mind because he listened to yesterday's pod, but that's just me. Oh. But either Why way, because we said it and then he picked it. And oh. he's going with the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, okay. And I think maybe it was rattling around the old dome up there, Roscoe P. It's all okay. I'm saying. I didn't realize we had talked about it. He also said that his uh, runner up is Daytona 500 by Ghostface Killa. And I don't remember that one. But he also said, and I quote, stick that in your hat and suck on it, which I didn't think wow. would be a thing to say to somebody on Easter either. But he said it. He's brimming with confidence. Day five, Roscoe P's vote is in. All right, here's what we're going to do. Filibuster freestyle. We're going to try to get Andrew Patterson on the phone. I've asked him to let us know what he thinks. My hope is he's got something prepared. Thinks about our choices or thinks about like what he would choose? What's his day five answer? Oh, okay. I like that. So we'll see what we get to next on the filibuster freestyle. Okay, ladies and gents, as promised, Andrew Patterson on the line. Easter Sunday. First of all, sir, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you too. Did we, you uh, did you do a Zoom Easter? Did you were you able to do a social distancing Easter? We did both. We did both. Yeah. Um, we luckily, as everybody knows, both of our both sets of our parents live in Walpole, so yep. um, we did a little six foot plus at my parents' house. We did a little six foot plus at Cindy's parents' house and got drop off delivery service for dinner. Cindy's mom refused to let COVID. Disallow her to make dinner for eight people. <laughs> That's a good Easter. So she sent us home with a bunch of goodie bags, and we came back here to Boston. We crushed it. We zoomed with my we zoomed with my extended family from my dad's side, um, ranging from Robbie Viano down in Florida to Jen okay. Goff Viano, the original Jen Viano in Maine. The entire East Coast was zooming on Easter. So good times had by all. How about you, man? What did you do? I did a Zoom Easter this morning with the family. Really? Um, and then I, I made, I didn't get drop-off delivery service. I made my own Easter mm. dinner. Wow. Uh, I, I made lamb. Ooh. And uh, when I called home to say, hey, you know, I made a pretty good lamb, my mother's only response was, I don't eat baby animals. <laughs> well, all right. Way to make so, me feel good about that. <laughs> Mom made me feel like a monster on Easter. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing you were on the phone and not in person, right? That's true. That way you can hang up, you can walk away. So, by the way, good job good job cooking during quarantine. And that will give me a chance to plug the Jeremy Johnson vehicle kitchen quarantine podcast on the Filibuster Freestyle feed. We did part three on Friday. Part four is next Friday. Uh, I don't know if you've been following it, Andrew, but Jeremy has been really coming through with recipes daily, great ideas for for. For using one's it is a great as like a um, 
you know, I, I, as someone who's taught himself to cook and, and looking at how what Jeremy does, he, he does a good job of kind of bridging that gap between like really high level stuff and hey, this is like better stuff than you're making you can do in your kitchen. Yes, and like I can help you learn how to do this. Correct. So anyway, good to plug that. But you have a mission, which is to fill in for the great Marky Sal. Um, and I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Roscoe P's appearance last night. On I, the, just, I, I just finished it. Okay, great. What did you think, first of all, of his appearance? I thought it was uh, a great Roscoe P appearance. Did you enjoy the absolute brimming with confidence bravado that he expl- displayed? I, I, that was pure Roscoe P. Also, I, I loved his, that, that he admitted he would be the worst judge possible. Yes, because <laughs> of how great he is at music. If you want to know, uh, Roscoe shared his initial thoughts on hearing the judge. My literally first initial thought on hearing the judge was, oh, Roscoe's not going to be happy. It's not him. <laughs> I mean, I knew it. And, and I was just <laughs> waiting for Roscoe for his first appearance, and, and there it was, and he came through. Oh, yep. He, he specifically said, I, gotta, I can't lie, I was a little bummed out I wasn't the judge. Yeah. I, and... and, and Anybody who knows Roscoe P absolutely knew he would have been. Yes. But then I like that he found a way to make that, be- but he would have been a bad judge because of how great. And, and I also have to say his approach got in my head a little bit because I, I thought of, I, you know, I think of songs and I go through the whole process and then I hear Roscoe P just go with the first song that comes to his head. Yeah. I, I, I got to love that confidence. But also I don't have the musical knowledge he does. Yeah, it's a dangerous game if you don't have the chops, right? Right. So we gave you about a half an hour warning on this. What is a song for you that you you think needs to be played out loud? Okay, so I'm going to give you my Roscoe P choice and then my, my eventual choice. I like oh, this. Wow. Okay, so my Roscoe P choice, the first song that came into my mind right off the bat was Sweet Child of Mine ah, by Guns N' Roses. Fantastic answer. Nice. That was it. That was, that was a great, and then I thought about it. And my, my, my actual choice is Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. A great answer, too. Very good. A really good so answer. So that is, that, that is where I went. Good for you. Um, I had mentioned earlier in this podcast, obviously you haven't heard it yet, but um, that Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. would be one of my kind of, it was in my top like 10-ish. Um, yeah. and, and for some reason, Hypnotized didn't even, um, didn't even hit me, but... You know, you were a year behind me in high school. I can honestly say that when that song came out, my senior year of high school, 1997, everybody at Walpole High dropped everything and yes. just fell in love with that song. That's a oh, great uh, song, absolutely. and I can remember being at a lot of parties, a lot of graduation events, a lot of summertime stuff, and that song was the soundtrack amongst it all. No question uh, about it. Which, 100%, which is why it comes back to it needs to be played loud yeah, exactly. Most of our experiences with it are in public. So, so listen, are you doing this challenge? Have you decided to get it on Instagram and do it or no? Or what's going on with so, that? He, I have done the challenge in my head because I, I'm, I'm doing the Roscoe P approach and I'm hearing the song when you guys announce it. Yeah. Uh, I'm too dumb to understand Instagram stories. They uh-huh. move too quickly for me. <laughs> the pictures are often small. I don't know how to react to them. And there's all kinds of writing all over the place. I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's a lot to get used to. As a guy who's not good at it, but can, like, do it, I get, like, every time I watch Cindy do it, I'm like, oh, that's how they do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have someone to, to watch and learn. It's right. just, 
it is ADHD firing on all cylinders, and it's like, what did I just look at? Even better. Do you have any songs from the last few days that have stuck on your mind, or not? Are you not prepared for that? I have got. I mean, I, if you gave me the prompt, I could give you. There are some songs that I have that are terrible. Okay. Like well, the, how about "Song with a Color"? What came to mind? This is the worst one I came up with. "Red Red Wine" by UB40. Oh, I don't. Oh. I don't mind it though. Yeah. Yeah, but I hate that song. Okay. It's also originally a Neil a Neil Diamond piece, right? I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. So day number two uh, was a song with a number in it. Oh, uh, well, I might be cheating on this one. So uh, people call it 1979, but mm. if I can call it 1,979 to, to get it in. Yeah, I would count that either way. Yeah. Okay. So it's Smashing so Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins, yep. 1,979, <laughs> colloquially known as 1979. Fantastic. And uh, day three is a song that reminds you of Summertime. Oh, the song that reminds me of Summertime? Oh, it's not coming to my head right now. Do you want to go to day four and come back to day three? Yeah, yeah, go. Day four was um, that you need to, uh, someone you need to forget. Yes. The Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved. Oh, yeah. Is that because it's a breakup song or because it reminds you of someone that you want to forget? Or it both? It reminds me of someone I'd like to forget. Oh, nice. Yeah. I actually liked Roscoe's answer yesterday about Rude Boy. Um, Rihanna's Rude Boy. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, yes. Because at first, you know, of course, like Cindy and I had just done like our half of the pot alone and I'm thinking like, whose song was that with Roscoe? Like... Like, oh, me and this girl, Rude Boy was our jam. Because I'm like, I never really paid attention to the lyrics of Rude Boy that closely, but I don't think it's a love song or a right. breakup song. So uh, He just, yeah, he took it completely, he, he ran with it literally. No, and he did a great job. I mean, he, he answered it in a way that's definitely pr- appropriate. So so back to your answer for this one, wh- I mean, that song is just, it doesn't do a lot for me personally, but... Um, the person it reminds you of, like, is that a romantic or non-romantic relationship? It was a romantic relationship. It was, um, what was that, 2002, 2003? Yeah, three-ish, yeah, three-ish, I, I think, it, yeah. Like, it was basically coming right out of college. Yep. Yeah, oh, three for sure. Um, I am not a Maroon 5 fan. Yeah, no, that's okay. Fair. Uh, yeah, she was. And I believe I pretended to like that song. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and uh, so now I have legitimate reasons to not like the song. Yeah, one of the things that I never listen to it one, again. One of the things I liked the least back in the day was pretending to like a song that somebody you were dating liked. Yeah. Just because it was easier than getting in a fight about not wanting to listen to friggin' fastball for the nine thousandth time. <laughs> correct. Uh, correct. Hundred percent. And because way, you know what? Like the, your, your songs were more limited. It was either like, "Hey, we're going to listen to the radio," or I have six CDs, tops. CD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My, I'm going to put in my CD player. Yeah, and I got a mixed so CD that skips. Close to that. Yeah, more. that's fair. What are you going to do? Do you remember going back to song, day three? Do you have your song in the uh, summer? The Taylor Swift one. What was the Taylor Swift one from like four or five years ago? Uh, we were never getting What's, back together. I don't know what. Shake no, it off. Shake it off. Yes. Okay. Not bad at all. Very eclectic. I'll tell you what, your five songs are probably the best combo that I've heard yet, including my own. Because I actually don't like mine. Like, I'm in a little bit of that thing, too, where I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to make sure the judge understands that I'm trying to win. I'm trying to go with the first thing I thought of, and I'm trying to go with the best thing I thought of. And the fact that I had to put Lou Bega in there on day two. Um, well, and I thought that Lou Bega, I thought your story, Nate, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for your sure. Instagram stories, ironically, don't allow you to explain the story of how you're coming to your song, which right. is what's great about you doing the podcast. Yeah, it's like how we add value. It's yeah. how you. It's how you identify it. Yeah. Right. 
Because you remember, I mean, you clearly remember being in my old apartment, and you clearly remember Scarlett Harris. Did you ever kind of notice that we would complain about the amount of Lou Bega that was played? I, I completely forgot about the complaints until you brought it up. And then it became, as soon as you mentioned the guy's name, Lou, yep. I remember the complaints about Lou who cleaned um, Scarlett Harris in the morning. Yep, every day, 10.30 a.m. Could you name right now, I mean, is it this year in your brain, could you name the second song on no, the album? No, I cannot. Okay. I guarantee I know it though. I think I think the good news is the crack research team is on it. Oh, I can look. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do this while 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 Cindy's looking. The last time we talked to you, you were in the process of staining your deck. How's that going? Correct. Uh, I was able to finish today. Nice. Congrats. So, so the deck slash uh, spring twenty twenty classroom is complete. Oh right. Is that where you're teaching Just from? Just time for like torrential rain tomorrow, by the way. So you nailed it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not even. I'm not only. I'm not only going to give you song two. I'm going to read down to at least song seven because that's what I can see in front of me right now. Okay. So after Mambo number five, number two on the CD is called "Baby Keep Smiling." Couldn't pick it out of a police lineup. Ironically, followed by number three, Lou's Cafe, which, of course, Lou from Scarlett Harris loved that song. So, okay. <laughs> How was that not his first song? I know. Well, I guess it was song three. How did go to th- number five when his theme song was literally the third song on the album? Well, because back in the day, we had to play CDs. You had to go in order. I don't know. Um, okay. Song number four is called Can I Tico Tico You? That sounds terrible. <laughs> that, does not, that, does not, that does not hold up. There's a fifth song called I Got a Girl. Okay. Number six is called Tricky, Tricky, so double tricky. Uh, number seven is the word ice cream, all pushed together, but not iced cream. Uh, number eight is Beauty on the TV Screen. I'm going to do the whole album. Number I mean, nine. Beauty on the TV Screen sounds like a 80s jam. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine is One Plus One Equals Two. Shouldn't that have been, a, shouldn't that have been the second song on the CD? One plus one There's equals two. There's a few on here that suspiciously like he's just ripped off other, like, Tricky, comma, Tricky, It's Tricky by Run DMC. Yes. One, two, three, ABC by the Jackson 5. Totally. So Which, number number 10 is the most expensive girl in the world. Okay. Uh, number 11 is a great name because it's called The Trumpet Part 2, but there's not a song called The Trumpet Part 1. <laughs> That I know of. And then there's a song called Behind Stage. And then there's a song, believe it or not, 13, the last song on the track, called Mambo Mambo. (laughs) So Lou Vega put out a 13 track album? Yes. And I Got a Girl has a music video. Oh, and there's a video for I Got a Girl, which is exactly what I'm going to do as soon as this podcast is over. (laughs) Wow. This is a. This is expanding so much of my Lou Vega knowledge. Previously, if you had asked me, like, do you remember the Red Sox player, Darren Lewis? Yes. Looks a little bit like Lou Vega. Yeah, D-Lo. We used to call him D-Lo Vega. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We've gotten more on this podcast out of Lou Vega's song catalog than on anything else, and frankly, I'm here for it. I'm okay with it. I, I'm loving the Lou Vega content. It's a quarantine Lou Vega fiesta festival fiasco. Say that three times fast. Anyway. Also, it is Lou Bega. It is Lou Bega. Yeah, yeah. it's not a V. It's We're a B. oscillating between, but I think I was It's, it's Lou Bega. Yeah, with it a B. It is Lou Bega. It's a hard, it's a hard B. 
A heartbeat. Because like if it was Lou Vega, but he's you know of, uh, he's a Latin guy. Usually the V is pronounced a B anyway. So it would be Lou Vega. He must have just said, you know what? Let's skip the middleman and just be Lou Vega. That's yeah. Uh, hey, I appreciate that approach. It makes it easy for the kids to remember. All right, man. Uh, great job coming in late on this. Great selections. I'm actually excited to, to check in with you. This has actually been fun. Cindy and I kind of started off, and then we just call somebody for like 10 minutes and see what they have to say. It's pretty fun. I, I, I love it. All right, I can't wait to see what guests come up next. It's going to be great. We're going we're gonna to empty the entire bullpen. The filibuster freestyle, like Galaxy of Stars, is just coming in for a 30 for 30. I love it. It's fantastic. Andrew Patterson, thanks for being on, buddy. Stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Everybody else, this wraps up day five. Can I get a quick Cindy Instagram check? Has our judge weighed in yet? No. She still hasn't weighed in. Has not. Andrew, we have no idea if it's three to two for me or three to two for Cindy right now. Oh, this is, I, I, I will find out what the mass is. Which means tune in on day six to find out what the score is on day five. Easter Sunday fun day, live from Boston slash Walpole Mass. Andrew, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Cindy, tell the people what they got to hear. Bye. <laughs>